Hello and happy COVID apocalypse, y'all. Uh, welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. My name is Rob Wong. And while you're all locked down in quarantine, trying not to get sick and hack up a lung, I am here with pointers about how you can have the most productive quarantine of your life. Of your life. <laughs> you're welcome. So the first thing to be aware of is that while you're in this situation, there is a complete loss of structure. Um, now, you may notice that this is, well, okay, the parallel that I'm going to draw here that you may not have noticed, but that you may have noticed, I, I don't even know why I'm getting stuck on this. The parallel that I'm going to draw here is that it's going to be like akin to living inside of a casino, right? And you know, like within a casino, it's really easy to lose track of time. There are no clocks. It's just like, how long have I been here? Everything falls apart, right? Like one minute you walk in, you just want to get some shrimp scampi. And the next minute you're like four drinks deep and you've been gambling for God knows how long. And there's no exit, right? You don't know how to find the exit. You're just lost in this maze of gambling and debauchery. So, <laughs> uh, well, actually, being lost in a maze of debauchery sounds like a pretty amazing time for quarantine. I think most of us could probably relate to the idea of, hey, when my structure is removed, things start to break down. Right? Usually the first thing to go is a regular sleep time, being able to stay on task, right? When we aren't being watched, right? When, when there is not an environment where we're getting cues that are forcing us or encouraging us at the very least to be productive, all of a sudden, it's really, I guess, maybe not all of a sudden, it's really not that big of a surprise when productivity then goes out the window. <laughs> the thing about our brains is that they are always state-dependent learning. That is to say, like, you remember back in college where they were like, if you're drunk all the time, like when you're drunk when you're studying, then you really should be taking a test when you're drunk because that's how your brain learned it. Um, by the same token, when I'm in an environment that is, I, my body and my brain are looking for cues. Is this a work environment or is this the environment where I'm in front of my laptop jerking off? <laughs> and no matter what the context, right? If it's the environment that you're normally cooking, the environment that you're normally napping, brain is going to be looking for cues as to what it's supposed to be doing. So if you're back at home when you'd normally be at work, you may notice that it's next to impossible to stay focused. So let's clean that up, shall we? Yes, let's. So as you might have guessed, the first step here then is to clean up the cues that you're giving yourself. If you're used to having a traditionally kind of messy overlap between places, consider taking on this system. Uh, this is something that I learned from my friend. I have a friend who was raised such that they only do one thing per room. If they're in their bedroom, it's time to go to bed. If they're in the kitchen, it's time to cook. If they're in the dining room, that's where they go to eat. There's only one specific purpose for each particular room. Now, I think that that might be a little bit extreme, at least to start off with. However, you should very much consider having one room, one purpose when it comes to work and sleeping. And whatever else you do in your home, make sure that at least two rooms are reserved for one specific purpose, sleeping and doing work. 
that way your brain isn't actively fighting you when you're trying to get those two important things accomplished. Now, if you want to go ahead and extend that to the rest of your house, by all means, please do. It's actually a pretty cool way to live. And it means that you get to do things with maximum efficiency. When you're eating, you're really in that experience. You get to take on all the flavors and mouthfeel, appreciate your food for what it is. When you're sleeping, you're all in on sleeping. You're not distracted and on your cell phone or trying to play games or on YouTube or watching porn or whatever it is that you do in your free time in your bedroom. <laughs> And finally, when you're taking on work in the, your dedicated workroom, you may notice that it's much more streamlined, right? It starts to feel like you're at work, you're getting more done. And that's because you've got more structure, you've got the cues in place in the background. Now, if you've done those things and you're finding yourself still constantly distracted, you might consider doing something that I'm beginning to become a really big proponent of. And that's something called a dopamine fast. Now, if you're really hip to the lingo, you might consider calling it a dopamine detox. I'm not really about that. Whenever I think about that, I also think about women in yoga pants overpaying for ginger shots. And maybe that's you. It, it could very well be you. But God damn it, this is my podcast. We're not going to do a detox here. We're going to do a dopamine fast. Okay? Okay. So the way the dopamine fast works is normally our brains are looking for hits of reward, right? Um, and it's really easy to get that when we're doing stuff like watching TV or movies or playing video games, right? Or it might be online shopping for you, whatever it is. Maybe it's, it's be spending time on your cell phone flipping through Tinder. Whatever it is, a dopamine fast would mean that you hit pause on those activities for maybe a day out of the week. Maybe you, you set aside like a five hour block, an eight hour block where you don't touch those things, right? And you come back to it later. And now that you're at home, right, it's much harder to enforce this. At work, you have someone watching you. You're not just going to whip out your phone and start flirting with people. Probably. I, I guess it depends on what you do for your profession. But my guess is that you probably don't have the ability to do that right in front of your manager. Uh, unless your manager is, in fact, not actually doing their job. <laughs> so, um, when you're at home, right, in order to have the most productive quarantine ever, a dopamine fast is actually a pretty solid idea. By removing easy sources of dopamine from your life, um, not only does that give you more time and energy to devote to what you're supposed to be doing, right? Your work, your side hustle, talking to clients, building out content, whatever it is that you're doing. Right? Um, it also means that your brain gets a chance to rewire itself. Now, normally when we have dopamine, it's like kind of rewarding. And naturally, when we do stuff like building a house on the prairie or farming vegetables or finally getting that piece of fruit that was at the top of the tree that we had to climb, there's a little bit, there's a rush of dopamine, right? It naturally occurs and it's like a little reward. Hey, like good job doing this hard work. You earned this, have a good time. 
The problem is in modern times, dopamine is so readily accessible. Like when I have a, a bunch of candy, like a, or chocolate, or I have like simple carbs, for instance, all of those turn readily into dopamine. I get a quick rush. And that detracts from, that, that gets in the way of my ability to want to do work when all of these other much more rewarding things are just, just they're just there. At any moment in time, I'm six inches away from my cell phone and that is a world of limitless dopamine. I just, I just tap away at my phone all day and not actually get anything done. So by taking on the dopamine fast, your brain actually has a chance to be like, hey, um, we're bored now. So uh, let's go read that book that we've been putting off for the last 11 months. <laughs> uh, let's go watch that video training that's really important to the side hustle that we're setting up. Let's go hmm actually do work let's let's just do the report that we've been putting off for this entire time because i'm fucking bored like ah, i'm not allowed to cuss i'm effing bored ah, i'm gonna have to go back and censor that eh, whatever i'm just gonna mark that explicit i'm effing bored right <laughs> let me go do some actual work because then i can get that like normal natural hit of dopamine from it um so over time, as you begin dopamine fasting for longer and longer, you may find that I feel amazing all the time. You feel freaking amazing because it's like kicking a drug habit. At first, it's going to be real difficult, real uncomfortable. You're probably going to be super triggered for a little bit. And then once everything normalizes, you're going to find just day to day living is super rewarding. Uh, there's a new sense of aliveness that comes once you're finished with your fast and you're just like... <laughs> as we promised at the beginning of this podcast at a new level of productivity you may find that you just enjoy hard work because there's a reward from doing that and it actually counts now it, it it's not being overshadowed by the dump of dopamine that you get from being online or browsing social media so give that a shot I mean, or don't, I mean, if, <laughs> but I think I've found that to be personally very helpful. I've only been, I've only done my dopamine fast for a couple of days and I'm already beginning to see a change in how I prioritize things. Um, this is the best I've ever felt about my work ethic in a long, long time. And finally, last but not least, I highly recommend that you take time. To recharge and I, I know that this is an extremely dead horse that's been extremely extremely beaten but I think that kind of just belies the fact that I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly I'm, I'm just gonna continue using it like that until someone corrects me it belies the fact that it's really important and there's there's like a lot of theories about self-care that are just kind of bandied about and I think that there's some truth to like what's recommended like make sure that you get adequate rest make sure that you're getting enough water make sure that you're eating enough and that you're eating on time like are you are you hungry you get some food but when when i think about self-care i think about the things that will help me calm my system down and one of the things that does an amazing reliable job is just taking the time to connect deeply with another human being call up the friend 
where you can share vulnerably. Call up the friend that leaves you in stitches every time you have a conversation with them. Get in contact with people regularly. If you're back at home, then you're, what, the one thing that you're going to be missing, probably, predictably, is genuine human connection. And that's a symptom of modern society too. Like genuine human connection is hard to come by. And if you don't have the face-to-face -face interactions that you'd normally be getting at work, it's really easy to get disempowered or resigned and just not notice it until it's too late. Until it's four in the morning and you're on some site that you don't know how you even freaking got there. And like, <laughs> you have no excuses. Someone walks in on you and you have no explanation for how how or why you were there. <laughs> so to prevent that, what I recommend is setting up regular check-ins with people that you actually care about and that you love. Have video calls. Set aside an hour to have a conversation with someone that you haven't talked to in a year. Go through your list of friends and find people that you've fallen out of connection with. I mean, all suggestions, but I, I really stand by the idea that if there is something wrong in your life, right, if it feels like there's a problem, the easiest shortcut, right, your emergency release valve, your escape hatch, your sunroof, <laughs> which by the way, were apparently designed so that people could crawl out of the top of the car uh, when they got into crashes early on because the car would be destroyed. Apparently it was not like, like, oh, how nice, a sunroof. It used to be an escape hatch. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so your, your escape hatch here is people. It, it has always been people. And if you can contribute to their lives, if you can do good for them, if you can be a resource for them and help make a difference in their lives, so much the better. Right? We are hardwired for this. The minute that I get to do good for another human being is the minute that I get to feel complete, fulfilled, and happy. Like I'm a good person. And in this situation, it's even more important. Like if you think to the last time that you gave a homeless guy a sandwich or like even a couple of bucks so they could grab some food or water or whatever it is they needed, Think also about how good you felt being the person who was making a difference for another human being who really needed it. So get out there and do some good. Have some conversations. And, and the other tips that I brought up earlier too. <laughs> so as a quick recap, the first piece was making sure that if you have a room for work, that you are not also having other cues to do other things have a dedicated place where you do work and make sure that you do work consistently there so your brain and your body are not getting cues to do other things. The other piece was considering taking on a dopamine fast. If you find yourself easily distracted, if you find yourself multitasking, like you're on a work conference call and you're just kind of fiddling away on your phone, not even really paying attention, you're not present, um, if you find that your attention is just constantly being dragged in another direction, you're pulled in too many places all at once, and some of them are highly unproductive, 
you may consider that your brain is really hopped up on dopamine and that work is no longer as rewarding as it once was because it's looking for a hit of dopamine somewhere else. Uh, that could be in food, right? You could be looking at junk food. You could be looking at distracting activities like video games. You could be looking at browsing social media. Whatever your vice is, consider stopping the things that you would consider to be fun for a day out of the week and see what difference it makes. For me, I'm noticing that it's way, way, way more motivating to do work because without it, without those fun distractions, which honestly, sometimes I just engage with even though I'm bored as hell watching them. Like I, I watched like an entire season of Storage Wars for Christ's sake. And was I engaged? Not really, no. It was just something to occupy my mind, and yet I spent hours on that. If you're doing this, that's your sign. Try the fast. It'll make a difference. <laughs> and that's all the time that we have for today. And thank you, really, for listening. It means a lot to me. We'll catch you in the next podcast. Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp.